And we're back. <laughs> Welcome back. This is Dan Hates the Beatles. Yeah, I'm Dan. I hate the Beatles. I'm Josh. I uh, really like the Beatles. And, <clears throat> well, I remember talking to Dan one time and and brought up the Beatles. I forgot what the context was, but you said you were, basically you were meh on them. And that uh, you didn't see the big deal. I'm tired of feeling like there should be a big deal. Or I'm tired of people treating it like it's a big deal. That I have a contrary opinion to popular culture about right. this fucking boy band. So that not ended up getting good. <laughs> so your big deal isn't with the Beatles themselves, but with people's reaction to you not liking the Beatles. Right. I should be able to say that I don't care for the Beatles, I don't think about the Beatles, I even don't like the Beatles, mm-hmm. and have it be the same as someone say that they don't own a fucking Kiss coffin. Right. Which I owned. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Several. We spooned in it earlier. <laughs> um, uh, those things exist, don't they? They do. Of course. They do. Uh, here's, here's my thing. If you really gave them, if, if one, not just you, if mm-hmm. one person really gave it a, the old college try, mm-hmm. gave it a real shot, and were like, it's not for me, then I'm okay with that. I don't think you've given them the old college try. I think that you your view on the Beatles was tainted from the beginning, and and you have this this block up against them because they're so popular, and so like you rebel against popular things. I, I do currently, yes, that's true. But I don't remember ever having an opinion about the Beatles until I was asked to have them, asked to have one. Like like I know people have this, you know, growing up with it or whatever to mm-hmm. some extent. And I was actually today trying to think about, like, what was my f- my first experiences with the, with the Beatles? And it was just old music. Yeah. It's just these... It just sounded old. I, I think it is a cultural, f- cultural phenomenon, and that's fine, but this part of it is troubling. And the only, the only other thing that works this way is Star Wars. Sure. Like... Everyone has an opinion about Star Wars, even if that opinion is a lack of opinion. And not having seen Star Wars and not interacting with it means that there's something wrong with you. Maybe. I'm saying in a vacuum that the Beatles are a good band and that they make good music. Different strokes for different folks. Everyone has different tastes. Mm -hmm. Everyone has different tastes. But um, I think if we were to strip away... All of the psychological blocks, the psychological walls that you have up, Daniel, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and be just and you just allow yourself to be vulnerable, and just to just to be open to to the Fab Four, those 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 pesky British lads from Liverpool. <laughs> um, then I think that you'd be like, oh, this is actually good. I think it, you're you're so far deep into this hole now that it's like <laughs> this is an intervention. Yeah, well, it's like it's like. I think I said this before. It's like you'd almost be betraying yourself at this point if you were to actually listen to the Beatles with an open mind and like them. And so you won't allow yourself to like them. But we're going to try anyway. Or at least I'm going to – I'm here to give you the, the, the old college try and present you with some of the songs and see what you think. Right. And I, I – look, they're well-crafted songs. I, I, I'm not sitting a, here thinking start. like this is utter garbage or horseshit. I just don't get what the big deal is. But isn't it true that you haven't done a a pretty deep dive into the Beatles? Or, that, that, or did you lie to me? 
That's true to an extent. So my my background with the Beatles is that I grew up with parents who listened to soft rock hits of the 70s and 80s. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, peppered into that was um, Stevie Wonder, a lot of Bowie, a lot of Bowie. Um, but mainly a lot of very, very produced art rock. Like, you know exactly where I'm at. But, like, kind of more... Like, Pink Floyd would be the Beatles of that For you. scenario. Yes. But, a, but not that I was, shot. like, a huge Pink Floyd fan. But right. I can listen to Pink Floyd and hear what I w- approximate people hear from the Beatles. Simply because that's what I look for. I, I, I'm listening for something that is marginally transcendent and has, like, a story or a production, like, within the album. Um, and so, in that case, I don't think the Beatles are for me. And the closest thing to that for me is supposedly Sgt. Pepper's Night Surgeon or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it's called. And I tried listening to that, thinking that, okay, well, here we go. Here, here's, here's my journey down the rabbit hole. And I was just like... It's whatever. Yeah, they they have an orchestra and they all play at the same time. Who fucking cares? So wait, so so there's an issue right there. Yeah, which which, which is your your standard for listening to and enjoying music is that it it has to be this transcendent, life changing, soul moving thing. Like, can't it just be like, oh, this is a good song. I enjoy listening to this. Or, or does or I do wish you, it could. Do but... you only listen to soul movers? Like your like your 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 repertoire and Dan's iPod Nano Shuffle is like there's nothing on here that is nothing less than transcendent changing music. Everything has a reason for being there. I I can't say that every single thing of the like when I had like a thousand CDs, I can't say that every single one of them was this changed my life in this way. But there's there's a reason why I have each one. It's not just oh this is good. It's this is good, and this one song reminds me of that. Like, there's a sound in it where the sensation of it reminds me of what it feels like to bite into a candy apple, and that's that's a real thing. <laughs> I also have a degree in electro- electronic music composition, which is part of the problem. <laughs> okay, we're 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 gonna get into. I think uh, we're gonna get into your your. A little bit more of your biography as a human being right. and your your college studies, but let's just take a listen to a song while we're here. And just so we're clear, I'm not saying the degree thing as any sort of credibility. That program shouldn't have existed, and it doesn't anymore. Please, please, please stop, <laughs> stop building yourself up. All right, this is the first song of the first album, but I think um, now, granted, I am no Beatles scholar. I'm just a big fan, but. I think this is the first album, this is the first song, and this is a really good song. Already I'm moving. I'm (laughs) dancing. Okay, I'm gonna pause real quick. Okay, yes. Because I I I didn't I'm just Mm -hmm. now realizing that the lyrics say She was just 17. Right. But this you is Europe. You know what I mean. This is Europe. This is true. This is Europe <laughs> in the 60s. I'm assuming right. the age of consent was probably 17. Let's just, it's, it's, uh, 
Whether or not that's the case, it has nothing to do with how I feel <laughs> okay. about the Beatles. I just wanted in the positive or negative. I literally didn't think I, I didn't see this coming, and I just I, another time. I had to I had to pause it. People and... thought pictures of crosswalks were amusing. Okay, we're gonna, <laughs> we're going to continue. So far, this is I think this is. A... Can I just point out that they have more than one guitarist on the, in the band at this point? John Lennon played rhythm guitar, which we can hear occasionally. Where's George Harrison in this? He's just... Oh, there he is. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he's clapping. Well, we're going to get to the solo. Yeah. That's probably Harrison right there. I think that was bass. I think after this round, we get to the the solo. And when listening to this driving home from Spicy City, which I highly recommend, um, when the solo came on, it pointed out what the rest of the song was missing to me. Which was? Which was? More guitar. More lead guitar. Where has this sound been the whole time? Like, I'm not sad. I'm not a bothered that it came out of nowhere. I'm bothered that they had this at their disposal and we already went through three verses. And at no point was any of this choppy, like, spiking through sound in there, except for at the end of each verse. So you're saying you liked that guitar part, you just wanted more of it, or it was the guitar part was in contrast to what was already being played? I'm saying that not using, not utilizing that tool from the beginning actually ends up hurting the song, or it doesn't help it. I'm not picking up what you put down. Well, first of all, she's seven. Well, you know what I mean. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it just. I can't. I can't really like qualify it or opinion. Reactions are what they are. So when the guitar solo comes in, my my reaction when I listened to it a few weeks ago was, well, where the fuck has this been the whole time? You've been holding back on this. the The song, it, like, it, I feel like it ha- it has had places to go, and it didn't go there until towards the very end, and just for that one solo. Well, you can't have. I mean. That's a that's a pretty common structure, right? You have right. verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and then solo, right. or bridge, and then the solo. It's not like the solo is being played the entire way through, right? But and and to be fair, this album isn't the album where we should expect anything outside of. I mean, they're still learning how to make music at this point. They're still learning how to write songs. They're still, you know, George Martin is still the producer is still basically saying like. Here, this is a bass. <laughs> Slap it. <laughs> Slap the bass. Yeah. John, stop beating her. This is a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I get that, and I'm 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 not that. That's fine. But this is this is a, this is a part of it. This is like in comparison to the, someone who I really like which who let's say David Bowie again not not I'm not the hugest fan of him but he's the most referenceable person I have mm-hmm. 
his first album is very much the same thing. Um, so I don't know where I'm going. It's just op- this just reaction. I don't know where I'm going with that. I have no thesis statement. So don't 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 use the left side of your brain. Use the right side of your brain. How right. did it make you feel? Because music has music has this transcendent quality where it's almost ineffable to describe, um, or it's ineffable like it's it's hard to describe in words why a song is good. I felt like I was. <laughs> And I thought it was good. I like it's it's it moves me. It's 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 I don't know. It's just catchy. It's good. I felt like I was waiting for a bacon cheeseburger at a themed restaurant. I mean, it, it's because that that's, sounds amazing. <laughs> it is amazing, <laughs> but it, it's because that song is so associated with the, that song being the song. You see that? Like you have these you. you these songs are tied to memories and images. Right. Like just listen to it in a vacuum if you can. Just like. I, it's just me and this song in the dark void of the universe. Okay, there's me. There's God, who's about to, who's about to create the universe in mm-hmm. six days. And he leans over and he whispers this song into your ear. This song, and then it's just you have nothing else, no other memories. It's just this song. Like I'm saying, like this is not their best song. This right. is their first song on their first album. But like, that's a hell of a start. I would say. I, think I first okay. First of all, I would say, God, what are you doing with seventeen year olds? And. No, I would. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Mary was like 15 or 14 when she got pregnant. Yeah, and it's with God. Jesus. I mean, he makes the rules. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know that that experience exists for me with this song. Mainly because I, and I think it comes back to how I listen, how I experience or consume media or art or whatever we want to call this. Like, it's very tied in to when how when I hear it the first time. Like it imprints itself. It's like it's like a it's like a kitty cat. Mm-hmm. It imprints itself to with that experience. I think. All right. Let's 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 jump let's jump into your your history. Okay. Yes. So yes. Who hurt that, me? I think this is going to answer a lot of questions. Okay. That our thousands of listeners, hundreds of thousands of listeners, have. So, Go ahead and grab a cup of coffee and get into a robe. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay, so when you're a young child, your parents are listening to to this the smooth sounds of the '70s, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then you were more into Bowie and Pink Floyd. I can tell you one of the first albums that made an impression on me as like, holy shit! And again, I I generally listen to music in album form, or I have historically. Um, but one of the first pieces of music slash albums that like really hit me to where I was like. Holy shit! You can make it. You can choose to listen to music. You know, like it's not just a thing that happens. You can make a choice, and you can say, "I'm going to listen to this now, and I want to listen to more of this." Was Stevie Wonder's very strange album, uh, "Journey into the Secret Life of Plants," and there are so many layers to it. There's there's like a there's a density to the sound. There's fucking sound effects it's like what are some songs from that record i don't think there were any hits no hits okay i think that was his first album without any hits okay um but and there, and there was a, a song on there that i remember listening to i'm trying to go to sleep which you know i'm maybe I, i'm young enough how old are you i'm old point? i'm old enough to remember it but young enough to know that i, I t- young enough to not know what the age is you know, like just young, 
between two and four, maybe. Between two and four years old, right. this is the first, this, you heard Stevie Wonder. and So the song comes on. I don't remember anything before like the age of six. <laughs> but this, uh, the Teen. song came on. <laughs> One year away. <laughs> um, and I remember the images that it evoked in my mind were so terrifying, but vivid that I freaked the fuck out. And I couldn't even listen to that album for... I was not allowed to listen to that album again for maybe, I want to say, five more years because it, I had such a reaction to it. That's it. That's it. That's crazy. It is. So, okay, let's... For the for the sake of consolidating, for, <laughs> for getting to the... Two to four, this... this album is a nightmare for you okay so it obviously makes it makes a strong impre- music right. makes a strong impression you at a very young age but there are other parts to it in so it's a, just to be fair there it's a two it's a two disker or two tapes the first tape was the one that had the really scary track the second tape was the one that had just a ton of beautiful stuff the first one too but th- my parents basically said okay second tape is fine two questions yes do you remember the song that yes. was full of terror? And two, what is a tape? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you wrap a gift, uh-huh. you, you want to. I see. Yes. I see. <laughs> it involves like magnets okay. and motors. What was the song? The song, I believe, was Earth, Earth's Creation. Okay. If not Ooh. the track right after it. Was it about Earth's creation? It's about Earth's creation. Wow. <laughs> it all ties together. It is. Okay. It so... All that to say, uh, the, the, the end of the chapter notes of that is that this had a very strong music and you have a, 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 a tempestuous relationship from the beginning. Right. I, I, I want to feel things from it, even if it's absolute terror. I don't remember feeling anything from music. Well, I remember, I'm trying to remember like the earliest... Uh, for me, visuals, movies were the thing. Maybe that's why I'm like mm-hmm. I'm really into movies, and you're really into music, mm-hmm. and like you have that confidence about music, you have the confidence about film, right? Because I remember, like, I don't know, I watched um, what's that Michael J. Fox movie uh, where Teen Wolf? He, uh, he's in Vietnam. Teen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact: that movie takes place in Vietnam. He's he's a he's a soldier in Vietnam, I think, and like um, it, it's it's a it's also it's a it's a war movie. It's awful, and I was it's watch- the one that isn't platoon, right? Right. I, I was watching this at like age six or seven, and like having a very strong reaction and crying because mm-hmm. the Vietnamese mm-hmm. lady was like in pain and suffering, and and I felt something for the movie. Um, music, not not till later on. Okay. So so I I cannot understand that a, a bit. God, what is the name of that? That's, I'm gonna I have a computer. I'm gonna Google it. If I it, I'm gonna guess Fox. hamburger or something. My darling, my hamburger. Um, Casualties of War, also known as Hamburgers of War. Rated R, of course. Um, 1989. Um, something that you probably shouldn't show or let your seven-year-old child watch. Not until you're 17. Um, <clears throat> they they knew what I mean. Yeah. Um, anyway, so okay, so now. Take me from four years old to high school. What's your life like with music? What's your life like with art? Um, are you punk rock? Are you? I'm post punk. I'm a little shit, okay. and I'm post punk. 
which post-punk is this really, really beautiful thing that comes along where, you know, punk, actual punk, not bullshit punk that these kids are into. I don't know anything. I, um, I won't even tread. Green Day? Is that no, punk? No, fuck Green Day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm talking like Ramones, Sex Pistols, like punk. The Clash. Like punk, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, punk and New Wave for, yeah, I think that's right. Happened about the same time. Um, punk, I think the best way I can describe punk is that it's like, here's these people that just want to make fun music and they don't really give a shit if they know how to play their instruments or not. And so they do that, and they try, they're trying to do a callback to glam, the old Bowie 1974 glam stuff, because no one was really doing that anymore. They were making artsy bullshit. And then they start touring, and they learn how to play their instruments, and then they're like, well, shit, we can't make ugly music anymore, but we're not afraid of making ugly music, so let's do, like, fucking glossolalia, make up our own language, let's get, like, druid instruments involved, let's... Let's just completely fuck shit up because if it's bad, we don't care because we're punks. So that's the post-punk period where you get people like Susie and the Banshees, who I'm not a huge fan of, but it's the most popular probably example or the cure. No idea who Susie and the Banshees is. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> Let's, uh, what, real quick, do you want to say what year you're born? Just so 1976. You, okay. I was born in 85. Just, right. Just so people know right. where, where we're coming from. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it's entirely possible that the pressure that I feel to feel a certain way about the Beatles is, doesn't exist after m- maybe 1980, you know? Um, but I know grow, growing up and maybe less so now, but growing up, I definitely have felt like, oh, the Beatles are a thing. You should you should definitely like when I when I'm shocked that you've never been to Disneyland, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. When you were in high school, let's say, mm-hmm. were you like a music snob? Did you I was like... an everything snob. OK. I spent so I was a theater kid. Um and very just, if you showed me something that was. You went to the theater a lot, is what you mean. Yes, I had with the, with the, the season cape. tickets. <laughs> it's, no, it's opera. You, you, were, you were involved in theater. I was okay. I was president of Thespian Troop 2129 my yeah, senior year of A-O. high school. Shout uh, out. Hell yeah, Wolfpack. Um, <laughs> um, I was, I have always been to some degree difficult. Um I've recently learned that that's not necessarily a problem, but, um, yeah, I, uh, like I would be, I would listen to a lot of time music that wasn't in English. Um, and I, there's probably some percentage of that that is just about being a snob, but it's also because I really liked having the freedom of not needing to know what the song was about. Okay. So, um, and then let's go to college mm-hmm. where you studied Which, some, some form of music studies. Right, right. Well, what did you do in college in music? What did you study in college? So I actually spent 11 years in college and then most of that was community college. Mm-hmm. Um, I went in thinking that I would do some sort of visual art. Mm-hmm. And I did with photography and did some collage stuff and mm-hmm. video stuff and mm-hmm. history and then journalism. And I ended up with uh, music. Because I just wanted to learn how to how to actually make more music. I, I have I have been play, dicking around with music for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. I remember 
like first grade or so, I understood what a keyboard was and that they were things that pe- people can use to make these sounds. And mm-hmm. I wanted one immediately. That's what Stevie used. That's what, oh, yes. The Bad Man. <laughs> the bad Earth's man. creation. It's such it's a good song. <laughs> um, so I basically have been spending, at least since I want to say seven or eight years old, dicking around with some kind of key device from right. time to time. Right. And then in the college, in the college era, the college decade... Uh, you, <laughs> you, yes. you took it to the next level and right. studied like what, like just music, music, uh, music theory, music, music history. Um, yeah, I mean, it's bachelor's degree. In now, music. now, how did that have an effect on your listening to music? Any or mm. or like once you saw how the sausage was really made, or once you were exposed to music theory and and seeing it from a more technical level, did it change how you? listened and responded to music i think it definitely made making music less fun um yeah (laughs) i can see that um but i did actually get a pretty good a better idea of how to listen to music and try to think about what are they trying to do uh we're gonna listen to another song real quick and then afterward we're gonna talk about your top five or any arbitrary number of uh, favorite musical artists okay um I'm going to listen to one that maybe I don't even know. A Taste of Honey. How about that? Because I don't that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't sound familiar. <laughs> so Taste of Honey is actually a cover of an older song. Really? Um, yeah. How do you know about this? Because I know about shit. You've done your research? <laughs> well, I also used to collect old shitty like 99 cent records. And Taste of Honey, that was... I don't know that, I, that Herb Alpert wrote it, but Herb okay. Alpert... We're, we'll, yes. we're going to do a Beatles original. How about Anna Go to Him? As far as I know, that's... An original. And I did discover on that drive home that I was incorrect when I said that I have heard every Beatles song and haven't pressed play on a single one. So I stand corrected on that. That you... I had never heard some of these. Well, I thought you hadn't heard much of them, but you're saying that you have heard most of them. I was under the assumption that I had that just they exist out in the world so much that you've heard that most I have of their heard stuff. That I've been saturated. Yeah, in right. Yeah, right, homie. But I don't think that changes the overall point. Welcome to the welcome to the jungle of <laughs> of the Beatles discography. They have so many songs. I, again, I don't. All right, we're gonna listen to this one. I, I don't. I may have heard this, but it doesn't have to sound familiar to me. So I also want to listen to new Beatles songs just to see if, like, well, since you're being exposed to maybe new songs, mm-hmm. I should also be exposed to new songs. Yeah. So we can, yeah. You know. See, there's that. Good guitar. That, yeah. That little harmonizing there. Girl, before you go now, I want you to know now that I still love you so. But if he loves you more, go with him. 
You got the gist. Yeah. I like that song. It's 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 not a bad song. Um, it's a really good song. No, I mean, this, this is not jumping on my all-time favorite songs list, right. but... It's... It's it's no different than any other R&B song that was being made at the time, though. I mean, it, it's fine. I can't it's, speak to that because I don't know what R&B music... I mean, I know, I'm sure. If you yeah. played someone, like, oh, yeah, I like that song, too, but... Yeah, I mean, it's it's fine, It's it, it, but it, it's like... It's it's just it's blue eyed soul like it, it, I in Europe it's it's great because they don't have the, the history of black music but we do here yeah so like I kind of have to go all right it's fine but so what right so I mean I didn't expect this song to to or any of these songs by themselves to be the right. one yeah, that yeah. changes. But well, this is gonna if if this happens, it's gonna be a slow process. It's, definitely, it's what's so impressive to me. <laughs> it's how resistant you are. <laughs> it's, it's just, your damn hard head, Daniel. It, it's just yeah. There, one thing that's impressive, which is not why I like the Beatles, but it's impressive nonetheless, is just how vast their. Um, I keep forgetting this word. Not discography, but just their their body of work is like their range is so like they the range is a second thing. The the first thing is like they have not just they they put out so many songs because mm-hmm. I could right now write a thousand songs that yeah. I'll, that'll suck, but they write they wrote so many songs and recorded so many songs that were good. I I, I give it they number are, they one are good songwriters number number two the range because as I've explained to you before. They started out with somewhat like a boy band, not really. I, they played their own instruments, so they're not. But they they started out as this sort of boy band ish type of band and evolved through drugs and their own uh, musical adventurous journeys. To I, I don't know. They they didn't. They were never the same band. Like they didn't stay the same band for like more than a few years at a time. Right. They changed. And you can pick two different albums, and it's two different sounds, and they're both really good. I like that a lot. Ultimately, why I like the Beatles is just that they make good music. I like the songs that they make. <clears throat> but yeah, but really, the elephant in the room here is George Martin, their producer, who was their producer from the very beginning. And he basically said, "I don't. I'm not completely 100 percent on the history, but generally, what ended up happening is he said, here's some lovable lads from Liverpool." And Liverpool, <laughs> and uh, we need to make them into an actual band. So they're somewhat musically inclined, but we need to we need to basically make them the Beatles. And George Martin sort of just slowly taught them. Okay, here's how you make a song. Here's and they they they're great learners. I, think I don't it shows... know about that. I no. From what little I know about the Beatles, I was under the impression that they were like. They were um, not on the road, but they were like, gigging it out hard. Like they were like gigging like every weekend for years and years. Like really um, uh, 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 honing their craft as musicians, and then like they didn't show up like a bunch of dudes who didn't know how to play. Like they could, they knew how to play from the beginning. Maybe not right as good as they could be. But I, I may think, be wrong. I on think this that history. was part of the learning process. Is just going like, okay, get, go play for these drunk people. And same thing, like like how punks learned how to play their instrument. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you learn 
these aren't these aren't complicated chord structures, which is fine. I'm just saying that it you can learn this. A person can learn this craft to some level in a short amount of time. And if you continue doing it and continue making it, then and you and if you have the seasoned veteran in George Martin saying like, okay, go forward. Here's here's another area we can explore. Then yeah, you're gonna end up. The Beatles and I don't think those so. were air quotes. That you I, I, I see what you're saying, but like, if if it if it were so easy, we would have another The Beatles. We have many of famous people, blah blah blah. But like, I don't know. It's I, I think you're giving too much credit to this George Martin character, whom I do not who I don't whom who I don't know who, who I, I I don't know. He's not the guy who wrote the Game of Thrones, by the way. Okay, it's a different George. Are you Martin. sure? Are you sure <laughs> about it? Not entire. He could um, be a vampire. But listen, I understand what a producer can bring to the table, but you can't just like create the Beatles. I don't know. See, here's where here's here's where my basic theory comes. And in the place. song I, I want to say the songs are simple. Like I could learn to play pretty much all their songs. Right, but it's not simple. I don't know. Most of the time, the best things are simple, right? It's just like, yeah. oh, this is so simple. Like I could have, wrote, but like I didn't write this song because I couldn't write it because I'm not that talented to to have these chord progressions and these melodies and blah blah blah. I don't know. It's 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 not that simple, easy to write such a catchy tune. I wish I could. See, I think the reason that we don't have another Beatles is because they were in like a perfect place for the Beatles to happen. Sure. Like culturally and historically. Sure. And also we don't have another Beatles because we already have a Beatles. Yeah. Like they, they are the, the Beethoven of rock music, you know, like, like there, there's, they're not touchable because we've chosen to see them as not touchable. I, I get that. I get that. Um, yeah, I just don't agree that, that uh, I mean, there were it was a perfect storm, and and they came over and were on Ed Sullivan and, and blew up. But I just don't think anybody could have been that. I, I think there probably were many examples of people who were trying to do that, and they became one hit wonders. But I think the talent and the work ethic of the Beatles is what right. made them the Beatles, and what had them sustain a career over you know individually or collectively just such a long time no and i'm not saying that they're they're talented talentless hacks at all i just think that if you look yes at, you are you said that well, yes <laughs> i'm just kidding one of them is and i'll yeah. not say who that is don't you dare talk about john that way <laughs> um he wore glasses he couldn't see <laughs> talk about image management anyway um i think that that it was that perfect storm thing historically where they came along after elvis and they filled that void to an extent, and then all of the all the stuff that happened in America at that time happened, and they just went along with it. I'm not saying like in a cynical way, but they maybe were swept up in it or inspired by it or whatever. And it was a cyclical thing. Yeah, they added to it as well, like that whole hippie generation, all of that shit. Like they that they, they they ride that wave, and and I give them a lot of credit for being smart in doing that Mm -hmm. but doesn't mean i have to feel anything from the music if i don't feel anything from it well that's again i understand that but my contention is that you block yourself off that you don't allow yourself to be moved i may be wrong maybe you're just you know not that now that you've told me that you have such a high standard that you know it needs to be transcendent and 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 
and uh, move you in a way that you know, maybe Stevie's first album did, um, then maybe that won't happen. But, I mean, because it's not like the Beatles, some some songs, but it's not like a lot of their work is just like, you know, I, I weep when I listen to the song or, right. this, you know, or this. But know. there are people who feel that way. There are a couple songs like, just like, man, that's a, I don't know, yester- Yesterday? I mean, come on, bro. That song is almost perfect. Wait, that's a song? Yeah. I thought it was a movie. It's based on <laughs> the day before today where the Beatles were the king. What are your, what are your top five and of course, this isn't set in stone. Just to give you a little, little right. take some of the pressure off. What are some of your? These are my bands. I live by them. I die by them. Um, number one, with some qualifications as of late, uh, is David Sylvian, without a doubt. David Sylvian. That, okay, that, for those of us or the, those of them, the, the hundreds of listeners, the yes. thousands of listeners, because I obviously know who David. Sylvian or Sylvan? <laughs> yeah, Sylvian. Sylvian is, but who is that person? He uh, when did, and when did he exist? He still exists. Okay. Um, Hi, David. That's... I know you're listening. <laughs> he's, he's very much not. <laughs> um, he started out in a band called Japan, which mm, ended up like yeah, the country, like the country, that bombed us on Pearl Harbor. He's off to a that's bad the very start. Same. Sir. Well, that's why they formed the band. Okay. <laughs> um, and they were very inspired by uh, New York Dolls, Roxy Music, and uh, started out in a very post-punky sort of place. In the seventies, was, was uh, late seventies. Okay, and then it became very popular. They w- would have been the next Duran Duran if David Sylvian didn't decide to get together with his bassist girlfriend and and there were egos involved. And basically he went off and became like the artist in the woods type character. Um, Classic band shit. Classic band shit. Um, But his music is very atmospheric. It's, uh, he writes proper pop songs sort of, but you have to be reminded that they're proper pop songs. (laughs) I'm gonna play it just a. I'm not gonna let you choose. I'm gonna. I'm okay. gonna pull up a song from David Sylvian. On There's Spotify. a really good chance of it of it being good. Don't qualify. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. Let me listen to it. is Forbidden Colors from the Merry Christmas Mr. Lawrence soundtrack. Spirit of Fairness, and I'm not defending at all, but just to give proper credit, this track, the music track is by Ryuchi Sakamoto, who 
to hear and who I also love and they're very much of they're they're very similar musically so it's fine um what I love about this is first of all there's a bunch of stuff happening in the, happening in the background a bunch of little chunky jumpy things and So this is a song where he talks a lot about devotion. The wounds on your hand never seem to heal. I thought all I needed was to believe. It's very, it's a very passionate, very evocative, very like, this is a person expressing extreme turmoil, but he never says about what. My ears are bleeding. <laughs> It's no, true. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I, that was that was okay. I, I it, it took a while to get going for me. It's, right. I think for a lot of your music, from the stuff that I've heard that it, you play, it takes a lot of patience. Yes. Like, I, it just starts slow and like nothing wrong with that. But I'm just like, uh, you really have to be bought in because it's like this. Nothing's happening. What oh, is, absolutely. Um, okay. Well, but that's that, that's a feature, not a flaw. I mean, I I've made. My favorite music that I've made is like no less than 10 minutes long. And it takes, you got to wait until about minute two before you realize that some, that anything is happening. Can we just say his Spotify picture looks like, um, like a, uh, uh, Cheryl Crow on meth. That's current David Sylvian. Uh, yeah. Yes. He's, <laughs> he's gone in some directions that. I wish I could follow him. <laughs> okay. Uh, Let's round up your, your, yeah, round yeah, out your yeah. top five. Okay, so that's, he's like... David Sylvian. He's, he's a big influence. Number one with the bullet. Uh, number one with the bullet. The other four are kind of uh, the... He would be like the... He's the icing on this cake. Um, uh, I would have to... Hmm... Oddly enough, Les Baxter. Les Baxter. God damn it. Do I want to go down that road? I'm going to save him. Air. The band Air. The band Air. Okay. I think I've heard of them. Um, I like that they are what... They're like a radio head with a sense of humor. Hmm. Um, They're an 80s band, right? 90s. 90s? 90s, uh, 2000s. Oh, so they're more recent. Right. Maybe. There's really only two albums of theirs that I, I'm very Air. affected by. Um, what am I thinking of? Is there another one-word band from the 80s? That's like... Uh, can? No, wait. Uh, Bush? Nirvana? Oh, that's 90s. <laughs> 80s band. Pearl like, Jam. Pearl <laughs> Jam. Um, Who's saying, I'm all out of love. Oh, my I'm God. I'm so lost without you. Air Supply. <laughs> Air Supply. That, yes. Okay, so yes. this is a different band. Air Supply. That's not right. air. <laughs> they don't have the supply. No, there's no supply. They are just they're the, just They air. are the element. Um, Why didn't Air Supply think of that? They're, they're, they're busy going through suppliers. You know, they should have just cut out the, middle, the middleman and just been air. 
right? Okay. Air. Uh, Air. Rachel Sakamoto, probably. I would have. Yeah, Rachel Sakamoto, the guy who I referenced before. And talk about Arrange, the guy does literally every type of music. What's there his is. name? Reichi Sakamoto. Reichi. Reichi. R-Y-U-I-C-H-I Sakamoto. Sakamoto. Yeah. Mm, Canadian. Class. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's three. Uh, oh, Brian Eno, without a doubt. But again, not all of it. He f- he's he's one of these. He's one of those that like blew his wad real quick. Mm. And I mean, he produces for U2 now and Coldplay and other people i'm sure but he's he's as a solo artist not very reliable anymore and fifth who do i pick for a fifth i'm gonna put tom waits in there okay just to add the different flavor okay to show that i can go in that direction god damn it yeah i knew one person from that it was just time tom waits (laughs) <laughs> all right dan we're gonna wrap it up soon right. do you love the beatles now yes or no like as a christian i do right but as a human music lover no okay well then there would be an episode two then <laughs> because of the mission i mean maybe you did and that would have been the end of the show okay you know but you don't so um so this is how you're gonna do it let's uh 1984 style yeah <laughs> Okay. We'll end on that. (laughs) Thank you, Dan. Thank you. This has been Dan Hayes, The Beatles. I love you. I love you, too. Bye.